0: Welcome to Dance-Driven Drama, writing The Next Step, a fan expo panel brought to you by the Writers Guild of Canada. We're here with the creators and a cast member of the international dance drama hit, The Next Step. The show has gained a global following in just three seasons and is about to launch season four. It spawned a sold out live tour, a spin-off series, an instructional dance app, and merchandise. On the panel today are writer-producers Chloe Van Keeken and Rachel Schaefer, cast member Jordan Clark, who plays Giselle, and moderator Jason Lever, creator of the web series Out With That.
1: I was asked to moderate this panel because I'm an indie series creator and I have a lot of fan interaction and I deal a lot with the fans of my show and of course this is Fan Expo and we've got writers. This is the Writers Guild. There's a whole bunch of things coming together so there's there's logic to this. (laughs) Uh, So that's my rough introduction. You can find me on Twitter as Hey Bishop because I came up with that when I was about 16 years old. (laughs) <laughs> and I haven't gotten rid of it, even professionally. Uh, but you can also follow my show at OutWithDad, and that's my show. But why don't we each introduce ourselves and also include, like, your Twitter handles or Instagrams or whatever, because we want people to follow along. And if, uh, maybe we should actually um, decide on a hashtag for this panel. Uh, why don't we call it uh, hashtag WGCPanel? And if you have a question, you're, you're going to be looking for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> or just raise your hands.
1: Yeah. Oh, did we? Did we yeah, have an established one? Wc tweet.
2: W-C-tweet. W-C-tweet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's way
1: smarter because she will get that on her phone. I did my homework. I promise. So do you? So you guys have the handle there. Yeah. So I want you guys to tweet your questions. And Deanna will read it, and she'll interrupt us at times, and, uh, and we'll ask it. Or, you know, if that's less fun, or you'd rather just get to the point, we, we could do it the old-fashioned way, and you can raise your hand. I think that process still works. <laughs> it is known as in real life. Uh, so why don't we go this away. Rachel, why don't you begin with introducing yourself? We're sharing mics.
3: Um, I'm Rachel Schaefer. I'm a writer-producer on the show. I don't have Twitter. Um, I have Instagram. It's Rachel Schaefer. I'm really creative. <laughs> um but yeah, so I I write and then I do all those talking heads that you see on the show. Um and yeah, I don't know what else to say. That's <laughs> a start. That's a start, okay.
2: I'm Chloe Van Keeken, I'm a writer producer and yeah I've, me and Rachel sort of and Frank are the are the brains behind the whole operation. Yeah. And this one.
4: Um I'm Jordan Clark, and my Instagram is at Jordan Clark. Uh, I've been dancing for 18 years, I believe, and uh, acting, they kind of introduced me to acting. I always kind of took classes growing up, but I never thought that it would be something that I would do, and now this is exactly what I want to do.
1: So you've always identified as a dancer. Do you yes. now identify yourself as an actor?
4: Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, great. It's very cool.
1: Because <laughs> uh, who says we have to stick to exactly. things, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can relate completely. So I'm interested. I, I do kind of want to get a sense of who you guys are. So uh, why did you come to the panel? I guess my, the way we should answer that is like, did you guys come here because you're interested in writing? Show of hands. Okay. Okay. Or did you come here because you're interested in dancing? <laughs> there we go, very good, very good. Uh, so I just kind of have that sense there, so kind of know where to steer this conversation. Uh, so ooh, I'm very interested to know, where did the idea come about for the show? What's the genesis? Can you tell us the origins of the, the origin story of The Next Step? Um, start?
2: Sure. Um, uh, Frank ha- was getting tired of the... Uh, and who's Frank? Frank Van Keeken, sorry, the uh, producer, the executive producer and creator of the show... Uh, had seen a lot of dance shows on television, but hadn't seen any with any positivity in them. There was Dance Moms, which was very negative and very angry, and there was the, all the competition shows, but that still had an air of competitiveness, and uh, he, was really, he really wanted to show uh, the collaborative world of dance and how positive it can be to young people and uh, the effect it can have on their lives
1: doing? Um, how, how did you come on well, board the show?
3: So I had been working on Winging It, with which was his other show, with Chloe and Frank. And <laughs> uh, and so he kind of came to me and he was like, I have this seedling of an idea. We're going to shoot a demo pilot. Um, and so that's kind of untraditional too, I'd say, in a sense. We, we shot with um, just story lines, like not even a, a and solid. just character ideas. Yes, just character ideas and then based on who we cast, we shaped that show um, okay. um so it to what it is. I it guess. was
2: a it was a completely different show initially and it really changed from the genesis of the idea to what it has become. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Jordan, it's your turn to have a question. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this, so from what I hear is, actually, you know what, I'm I hold off for a moment because, um, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about how the show gets written. And yes. I know you're a huge uh, collaborator in that sense. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? But let's start with, like, where does the origin of an episode begin? take us through the process of how an episode gets made. And then, Jordan, maybe you can take okay. over when we sure. get to, to production. Absolutely.
3: Um, Okay. Uh, We all, it's, we have a writer's room, so there's a group of us in a room. And um, it's interesting because we don't necessarily look at an episode and say like, okay, this has to happen. We mostly fill in the blanks. (laughs) So we put all 30 episode note cards, index cards on a wall, and we say, okay, we want Michelle to be here by this point, we want Emily to be here, we want um, this to happen, and then we kind of just fill in the blanks from there. Um, and, and make an episode, really.
2: Yeah, we write our story arcs uh, first and where we want our characters to go and the journeys we want to take them on and then sort of backfill from there what how we're gonna get them to those places. So the the episodes are almost an afterthought to what stories we want to tell. So it's almost like we create the episode to push our
1: characters to where we want to go, which I guess most people do. <laughs> so. From what I'm picturing, then, is <clears throat> a bunch of writers are in a room. You're throwing ideas up on a wall, literally, and so it might say something like, uh, "You know, team has to decide who becomes captain," and uh, and then at some point you might say, "Already, Giselle becomes captain." Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's th- all these notes, and then I guess I presume they get put on paper at one point. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm asking such detailed questions, but I'm very interested. What does a script look like? Once you get to see it, Jordan, what are you given?
4: Um, At the first season, it was more like an outline of what was to happen. And when we got on set with everybody, with Rachel and Chloe, uh, we would just discuss what was going to happen during the block. So um, it it was kind of on the fly situation. And as we went on through second and third, we all got more of a grasp of what was going to happen and how, to perceive everything. So uh, it, it was more detailed and actual things were written down that we would fully say.
1: And are you shooting while this, this brainstorming is happening? Or, or are you rehearsing it on set?
4: Yeah, well, we're rehearsing. And we kind of try things. And if it works, it works. And Frank is always on the god mic telling us, ah, now say this. And wait, try this one. So it's, it's experimental, which is really fun for us
2: should explain. The God mic is a <laughs> mic that Frank gets given at the beginning of the season that goes over the entire PA system, Frank the executive producer. And that provides him ability to talk to anyone on set at any time, specifically without having to see their face or walk to set it, all. Because <laughs> we go really quickly and a lot of times we don't cut. Yeah. Our editors get really angry. We don't cut we often forget to slate whole things because we'll just pause, change the scene a little bit, or change throw another line in there yeah. and then keep going without any sort of acknowledgement that someone is trying to So get. we're
1: definitely not yeah. shooting on film. No. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Right. That is such an interesting... and I would like to get one of these microphones for myself. That sounds awesome. Everyone uh, should get it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, the first time I experienced it, I was like, what's happening? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, okay, it's Frank, okay. So what you guys are describing to me actually sounds a lot like what I'm seeing in the show as you guys are, are choreographing a dance together. You're yes. trying things out and you're discovering new things as you go along. Is Absolutely. That cool. Will you tell some like happy stories of like, uh, things that you weren't expecting that came out of that process? Have you got a, a oh gem in your mind? Gosh. That's a good question. That is yeah. a great question. Sorry to throw it
3: at you. I just <laughs> no. No. <laughs> An example, but not fully an example. Um, I remember when we were shooting the pilot, uh, our, we had shot it and the editor came and he said like, if you add four more scenes, we can make this two episodes. And so uh, we wrote these scenes and one of the scenes we actually wrote was just Jordan dancing. Um, it was just her dancing emotionally and then we added these talking heads to, to kind of create a story. So uh, it didn't really happen like on the fly in the in the actual filming, but it did kind of happen on the fly during production um, yeah. and it was new storytelling because we were telling it through dance in a way so
2: yeah, and there's great the The boys, any time, like the second the camera turns off, and even when it doesn't turn off, they'll just start tricking and flipping. (laughs) And so oftentimes when writing a script, we wouldn't put any action in other than the boys flip. And then they they have discussions around the fact that they're just messing around, which is what they would be doing if the cameras were off. But now they're just speaking about the stuff we want them to talk about.
1: So it sounds like you guys have developed your own sort of internal language then in, in how it's uh, you know if, if uh, so what's it like for when you have new actors or guest actors I mean wh- it must be quite a roller coaster for them
4: um yeah it, we've had yeah definitely I think um the original cast members have we've created this relationship with one another when we we don't even really need to speak in a sense or we speak and it's no one knows what we're talking about. So, uh, it, yeah, they, it takes a moment to get used to, but they come in eventually. <laughs> we suck them in. <laughs>
1: yep, Yeah. no, required, I'm sure.
4: There's
2: very little learning time, like you're sort yes. of thrown into it, and we don't do rehearsals of our scenes at all. We don't do table reads. It's just, here you are on set, and now the camera's on, and here you go. Well,
1: it sounds like, in, in a lot of ways, the table read that you would have in – other shows is happening right there on set yeah. with the cameras already rolling so uh that makes complete sense and you so it's a, about 30 episodes a season and uh and how how, how fast is that production period
0: <laughs> day, and a half,
1: an episode. day and a half per episode yeah. yeah and so you were talking about the inter, interstitials uh could you talk about when how that comes into play
3: uh, when they talk to the camera? Yeah. So, um, basically, based on what happens in the scene, I'll take notes. And um, ba- we would try and do to camera... It's, it's the bane of everyone's existence. It's the worst. <laughs> um, and we we usually spend, like, a day or two, sometimes a week, um, just doing those to cameras. And so uh, they'll sit in their little director chair, and I'll sit in a crappy stool, and... Um, <laughs> and just ask away and sometimes we kind of discover things in those two cameras too like mm-hmm. uh i think a lot of truth comes out with the actors because they are dancers and they've had those experiences so yeah. we you know sometimes i'll ask a question and you'll get something just a really interesting answer that you can kind of expand on and, and cr- help shape a scene in a new way because yes, based absolutely. on those answers yeah so
4: absolutely we can uh because we do have the dance background all of the cast members do have quite a a large dance background um we can kind of contribute to what we feel would actually happen and explain and if we don't because we're sitting in the chair for so long sometimes three hours um we kind of get lost in the episodes we're like wait what was Wait, what happened in the scene? So <laughs> Rachel will explain, and, and and you go and you kind of go over the details of how your character felt, and and uh, uh, it, it's just a process. It's completely a process.
1: And has mm-hmm. post-production typically begun by that point, or? Yeah, yeah, they're going too. So will you be getting notes? Will you be? Um, I should take this back for a moment. So I'm uh, when you are preparing to film those parts, uh, are you are you taking notes both both from editorial and from your notes from set?
3: Yeah, yeah. We're in constant contact with edi- the story. They call them story editors, and so they're not the actual editor yet. They're the people that just assemble the story based on some of the t- cameras they have and the scripts, and and then they'll, you know, we'll, I'll talk with them, and they'll say, oh, can you get this person to say this? Or, And most of their stuff is really just to close a scene or to open a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually not so much the emotional stuff. It's, can,
1: can you give an example?
3: So it's like... Uh, you know, just get Giselle to say I walk into culture shock because I want to get a drink but I'm afraid because I see Eldon there. Or whatever. And then that kind of... Just stuff to get the scene kind of started mm-hmm. is is what we'll get from them.
1: So, being new to acting, well, you're not new anymore, <laughs> but I'm wondering what your perspective of screenwriting, how has that changed since you've begun this?
4: Everything has changed. <laughs> I mean, uh, I had an understanding of certain things, um, but not to the extent of what was going on. And I realized that our show was completely different from any other, as uh, so our crew members have said. And, uh, and uh, our producers yeah, here, it's always, it's just so different. So it's always been a learning process, and it's still a learning process. Even being in the third season, it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is great. Yeah, okay. And there's constant questions floating around for us. Um, just just because we want to learn more.
1: No, it should never stop learning, that's for sure. (laughs) Good. So um, I'm I'm loving hearing all about the collaboration that's going on, which is very reflective of the story as well. The characters are like that. Uh, So I'm wondering, uh, the communication is obviously a big part, Mm -hmm. and you're also communicating with fans. There's a lot of fan interaction in a very big way. Uh, Could you guys talk about that? Uh, Jordan, why don't we start with you? because sure. I see you're very, very active on social media
4: <laughs> yeah, um I mean, I think our fans are a massive part of why well, that is why our show has done so well, and uh, they've just been so committed and uh, so persistent with everything. Um, I, it's, it's hard for us to uh, respond to everybody that has been tweeting at us or messaging us on Instagram. And I, I at least try to make an effort to um, like or comment or share someone's pictures because the amount of support that we have from our fans is unbelievable unbelievable it truly is and we couldn't ask for better fans seriously and the age range is also a very interesting thing because it goes from six-year-olds to 20-year-olds which is absolutely incredible that it can relate to so many people
1: and globally i gather yeah
4: and globally so to know that people are going through uh similar issues as your character or um you know they can relate in some way is a really cool thing for us
1: when you're writing are you thinking about what you've seen or heard for the the feelings of fans like how how do fans play a part in when you're writing
2: i think you always the the goal is to make them happy and you can't always promise that <laughs> cuz sometimes they're not they're not all going to be happy because they all want different things and they'll yell at you regardless but the, the intent is always just to make them... I mean, my, my always joke is that my job is to make them cry. Like, if they're crying, if they're happy crying or sad crying, I've done my job. Um, so for that, it's, it's you want to the, have their reaction, but you don't want them to be so angry that they stop watching the show. <laughs> so
3: it's balancing those two things.
1: And Rachel, what's your feeling of making people cry around the world?
3: <laughs> just tell a good story. <laughs> That's all. I don't know.
1: So, now, I mean, this is a huge success, this show. I mean, you know, nobody thinks that their show will be that necessarily, but I'm wondering, like, what's been your your reaction to the uh, fan reaction around the world?
2: It was was a slow trickle. It was very bizarre at the beginning. There was just a few people, and it was... um, Probably just around the same time that lots of kids started getting access to iPads and iPhones. And so we had kids doing their own dances. Very early on um, when we began filming the second season, we started getting stuff on Instagram. And then it was sort of like almost overnight. People started getting like thousands and ten thousands of followers on various social media platforms. And um, people started getting like, I I get fan mail. Which I find bizarre. People want to write to me, and I'm—I don't—I'm not these people. I'm, you know, like I. How do you even know about me? But they're—they want the full access. They want to know everything. They want to talk to the directors. They want to—they yeah. follow the makeup artists and yeah. the clothes, the costume stylists. So they're really intense.
4: Yeah, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's really true. They—they they don't only follow the cast members. It's everybody that's involved because everyone that's involved has made the show you know which is a really cool thing about our fans and
2: they really appreciate that they do which is really great and they'll say you know i love i'm so thank you to the wardrobe for this outfit or i love (laughs) the makeup i love her makeup and stuff like that so it's really uh it's really wonderful to watch them appreciate the stuff that most people don't really acknowledge usually when they're Mm -hmm. loving a show they go i love the I love the stars
1: of that show. Well, it doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> Audiences are smarter than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, fans are very intuitive. I'm talking about you guys. And, <laughs> uh, and also, like, the show itself is about collaboration and and everyone being involved to make something. So it's not surprising that that's reflected in, in how people see the show being made. Uh, so how, what has all this success felt like? Like, tell me about, like, what does it mean to you?
4: Oh, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, uh, it was it was we just started. I mean, my agent called me and said, "Oh, you're playing Giselle in the show." I'm like, "Cool, great, awesome." <laughs> we I didn't know what that meant, and it was just kind of like, "Okay, let's let's see what this show is all about," and and went to rehearsal and. I believe it was Rachel and Frank that sat me down and they were like, okay, so you're Giselle and you're best friends with Daniel and we're going to see where your character goes. And from that day on, I was just like, okay, awesome. Never did I imagine that something like this could have happened. It's been an extraordinary journey and I'm just so happy to be a part of it.
1: This The show also, uh, I mean, it's reaching audiences through other different mediums like you mentioned iPads Mm -hmm. had probably had an influence but then there's live shows talk to me about that how did all that come about
2: I think it was just a desire to give people more it was clear that they I mean with the with the obsession online it was clear that they needed they needed more and so we we wanted to give it to them and so the after show was developed and the mm-hmm. live tour and the clothing line and the pillows and the blankets and the books. So there's, it was a, in an effort to give the fans more of what they loved. Yeah.
1: And has it worked?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Has it? <laughs>
1: we have a big nodding head in the front row. Yes, very good. <laughs> um, so are there questions coming from the audience yet? Do you guys have questions?
0: <laughs> Think about one. <laughs> no not yet we'll wait for
1: the scenes with the dancing and all that is that all like real or is it
4: kind of dumped in no we are all we are all doing our real stuff and we get asked that actually quite a bit um, when we teach we have <laughs> yeah, because I do contortion um, kids don't believe that I can act and do contortion it's like mind-blowing. So they go, yeah, but you can't really do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you can't really do that. Like, you have a stunt double or somebody. I'm like, oh, oh, no, no. Like, it's it's me. And they're just like, prove it. And it becomes this, like, little bit of a competition. You're like, okay, yeah. And then you got to show all your tricks. And you're like, no, really, this is us. This is truly um, what we did and what we do yeah
1: anything coming through online Deanna not yet all right just see if there's any shy people here yet um so oh, well thank you <laughs> so where where are we with the show right now season three and season four is around the corner how around the corner talk to me about that
2: season three begins friday september 11th yeah. yeah next friday at 6:30 7:30 i'm uh, not sure one of those 30s yeah <laughs> and uh, and then season 4 is filming now or beginning to film yeah
4: we started rehearsals so we'll be filming in the next couple of weeks starting to film
1: and and how long uh, what what are you rehearsing at this point? Are you are you working on the dance right now, or are we already getting into story? We no, tell no, us no, about no. what's Just, happening right now. Yeah,
4: we uh, there's a lot of dancing as we can tell. Um, so we have about a two week period of rehearsals before we start filming usually. So um, I can't even remember how many dances we had in season three. It was insane. We had so many, and it was like every day on and on and on. So uh, yeah, season four is. Just getting ready for it all, yeah.
1: (laughs) Great. So, what? How? um, That means we've got more writers in rooms, Mm -hmm. writing more material. Mm -hmm. Where's where are these stories coming from?
2: I mean, mostly. I mean, at this point, from from anywhere, but from usually they in the beginning from the dancers' real lives. They, we, even through the casting process, learned about them, and then through talking to them, or even the, them volunteering their own stories and saying, hey, this is a really popular thing, or this is a thing that happens a lot, or a story uh, that doesn't get told. Um, and then we try and write that in, and we try and honor that story the best we can, because it's a, it's a real world. We're not writing about a fictitious world. It's a, it's a real world, and we want to try and represent it as best
1: What are some of your favorite nuggets that you've contributed that made it to the screen? Oh,
4: (laughs) I don't even know. There's been so many great moments. I mean, I can relate to the relationship stuff because – there would be that one boy in the group um, with all of these girls and then the one girl is dating the guy and then their relationship kind of gets in the way and you're like okay can you focus please and uh, so I can relate to that in in some way but uh, I think it's it's more like everyone just kind of spits out things as we go so it's not it's not just one specific thing it's it's multiple things that we've all gone through not just one of us
2: like Rachel said, even through talking heads, sometimes just stories will come out of yeah. having conversations. One of them I can say is we did write a whole scene around your laugh.
4: Oh, in the yeah, first season. there's oh just
2: yeah. A, there's a whole scene where Jordan has a wonderful laugh, it's <laughs> infectious, and we had to put it in there. So there's just a scene where they're all making fun of her for it, and then she turns around and makes fun
4: of everyone else. It's
1: really beautiful. <laughs> so I'm very curious. There's uh, um, I'm uh, the, the name of the character is looting me. Uh, one of the guys could catch anything. And they were playing Marco Polo at one point. No yeah. How did that story come about? I want to know behind the scenes on that. Because that it's like <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. like watching and, and you know, here I'm walking around uh, seeing all these people dressed as superheroes and I'm seeing a guy that like he's basically like a superhero. So I gotta know the story behind that. How did that happen?
3: Yeah. Um uh a lot of the wacky stories <laughs> Frank will come into the room and he'll say I want this and you're like, okay, and that's kind of how things come about, and uh, I think he, I think that was him, I can't remember exactly, there's so many people in it all, Um, you just kind of remember the ones you pitch, you don't really remember the other one, like who (laughs) told the other one, but it came about, and I think it was Frank saying, I want Noah to be this like, amazing, like, godsend kind of person, and, um, part ninja. Part ninja. <laughs> and that does come back. So yeah. he does tell this wacky story, and uh, and so we made it work, and it, and, it, and it will come back in the second half of season three. So, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> yeah, it actually
1: I feel like it, a fan it pays itself there. off. It
3: pays itself off. It's that's right. Yeah. Uh,
1: we still have a nervous audience. I can feel like there's questions percolating. Yes.
2: Uh, to the <clears throat>
1: So I'm going to repeat this, that so we make sure we have it recorded properly. Uh, how uh, do you have advice to give uh, young writers, beginning writers I presume?
2: Right. That's like the one thing I, I still tell myself that, just write because the more you get stuff down on paper, the better you'll be. Every time you rewrite something, it will get better. Every time you write something, you will get better. So it's it's practice like any other. You have to exercise the muscle like any other
3: and just uh I think work hard and be persistent more than anything and uh, like when I graduated uh college I I emailed every production company that was shooting and uh and then just worked my way up from there I was an assistant and then um met got into development and met agents and you know so just yeah working hard and being persistent
1: and if, if I may add, uh, having made a show myself independently, uh, we live in a day and age now where um, you don't even need to be pitching to other people. If you do just write, you could eventually get it made yourself. I mean, that's one of the lovely things about technology today, and that's, that's what I've done. Um, I think the biggest hurdle that writers probably have is actually just getting their fingers on the keyboard and letting yourself go.
2: And you don't have to write full scripts. We don't, we don't do that. We write... Full outlines. We'll write a 12-page outline and then improvise. The whole cast will improvise. So, there are other ways than the very atypical, normal: write a script, get it sold, have it produced. There's ways around that.
1: And another nice thing about writing is, uh, if it, if what you wrote really sucks, no one will know. <laughs> There's no shame. <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, the good stuff. Everyone will see and and uh, everyone will praise you for it. So that's a nice thing. Uh what what how, so I'd like to hear here you have just explained your background how you got to here. Would you tell us about how you got into writing?
2: Oh, um I I wrote my first back script when I was 11. It was called Urban Suburbans. It was a complete boy meets world knockoff and uh, it's about twins who moved to the suburbs and um I I saw the show Zack Files. I don't know if anyone knows the show Zack Files, but that to me that was like a big change a changer that there were shows for for kids my age, the time I was probably 11 or 12 that um, that had stories in them that weren't just like la di da here we are. I was sort of stuck between Pokaroo and 90210 at the time and and I needed something that had some sort of substance but still was for my gener- for for my age group and Zack Files really Showed me that there was there was actually a world out there for tweens, and so that was always the world I wanted to get into. Um, I went to Seneca College for television production um, because for me I wanted to know the whole process uh, to understand for myself. Like I I understood writing, um, at least I thought I did. <laughs> I think I do, but um, I I wanted to know. What the camera did, and the lights, and um, the editing, so I could appreciate that more. And then after that, I went on to work for winning, winging it. I had the, the, you know, the select, what is it? The nepotism gene happens to some people, um, and I and I worked started working on winging it. And there, Rachel came on board, and then we, Frank said, "I've got an idea for a dance so, show. You two go away and." and come up with something and we said all right <laughs> we'll try and then we gave something to him and he said no do it again and we kept doing that until now
1: <laughs> and and how long did that take like from from the from from that oh. hey let's do something to the point that you shot that uh, that well actually from from that point to the time where where you had something on paper enough to say okay i think we can start shooting something now
2: We didn't have anything on on paper.
1: Ah, yes, right. We,
2: I mean, this is a, we did something, or we did something very differently, where uh, Frank had had a relationship with Family Channel from doing Winging It, and he said, I want to do this show. I don't want to pitch it or do anything normal. I just want you to give me money to make a pilot, and I will prove to you that this show is going to be worth it. And for some reason, they said, absolutely, we will do that. And so from like, inception of an idea, and we had, again, we had character, we had ideas of who the characters we wanted, and some subtle stories, but, so from like, inception of idea to, and then we had a weekend where we cast Friday, Saturday, and shot the pilot all day Sunday, so it was, it was kind of an insane experience, but, and, but very like, invigorating, like it was really, it, it defined what that show became or what the show has become that
1: show. And Jordan, yes. uh, you were saying this is this is your your first time acting was this show and you've since gone on and you've you've performed in other things. Yes. So what's it like working on one show where there isn't a traditional script in the sense in, in the se- the traditional sense and now I'm sure that you've now seen traditional scripts.
4: It's just <laughs> different. <laughs> it's just completely different. Um yeah, like that's, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, it seems it a, a lot easier in, in a way because the, uh, the first time I was, I was a little bit scatterbrained because I wasn't sure what to expect or, or what was happening. So and it was, again, it was very on the fly. So it, you're just kind of like going with it. And um, this is kind of everything's all set out for you. So you're like, oh, you want that? Okay. So it's it's really the next step has prepared me for a lot more than I expected.
1: Awesome. Uh, and what uh, have you guys made any mistakes writing? Like, what have you what have you learned
0: that you wish you?
1: <laughs> what what do you wish you had done differently, or what did you discover that uh, moving forward, like ah, now we know this and we're not going to repeat that? Like, is there some some good? I mean, some of these you may we may never have seen on screen, because you fixed them before they got to screen, but it'd be, are there some valuable lessons for, for us aspiring writers? Oh
2: my God. I think um, too many too many storylines was a big one. We, we we tried to have a lot of characters to really fill out the world in the beginning, and we were not able to service all of them um, the way that we really initially wanted to. And so for us, it was about what figuring out what stories, what succinct stories we wanted to tell, and um, through who we were going to tell those stories. And that, I think, in the beginning was a little bit overwhelming. We wanted to give this very, very big world. And I think we have, but there was a bigger world initially conceived, and we had to sort of um, cut down some...
1: So, simplifying it. Yeah. Simplifying. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, though, through that process, you, you mined a bunch of great stories. I mean, are you still sort of pulling out of that from that period? Uh, I'm, I'm imagining you're bored, though, with all the ideas that <laughs> you must still keep going back and, like, ah, we finally have a place for this one.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like, we did Flash Mob, and that has been on the books since, since season one. Since we No, it was like in a winging it, Frank wanted to do it. Like, (laughs) it was, it had been gone on for so long and it just never worked and it never worked and finally it was like, this is the way we're doing it and we're doing it and we're going to save all this money on all the other stories and do this story and it was so worth it. (laughs) It was amazing.
1: (laughs) Why was it so worth it?
2: It
4: really looked looked amazing. amazing. It's probably one of my favorite episodes to yeah. this day. it It's just the outcome uh, and the people, the energy, the things that were happening w- was outstanding.
2: And we, we were at like some dingy little mall <laughs> in the middle of like North York. People still ask me, they're like, what mall is?" that? I don't want to go there. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does not look that good, but
2: on camera yeah. it looks so great. And that was so, so wonderful to be like, and that's always the sort of bizarre thing, being on set, is watching something and being like, is this going to work? And then seeing it on screen and being like, oh, yes, okay, yes. No, it works perfectly.
1: <laughs> that's I awesome.
3: Think, I think personally, too, just... just we'll just know. Yeah, a bunch of in your face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think just personally learning that you don't necessarily need dialogue and that you can you can shape scenes. and And we would continue to shape scenes. I mean, from the writing to the production to the editing. I mean... It it would always be changing, and and I think that kind of kept it fun, and uh, you never got bored of your job because you kind of you kept being able to create throughout the whole process, which was cool.
2: And it was really really cool to see. I mean, some of the a- actors when we met them were really young, and I mean now they are much older, and <laughs> so not only were they growing, but the stories we were able to tell with them were growing as well as they were experiencing new things, we were able to, they were able to access new emotions. And I know, I remember the second season, or even the first season, it was like, I wanna, Who the first person that cried, everyone else was like, now I wanna cry, I wa- I'm gonna cry. I can cry too, <laughs> and it was like a challenge. Everyone wanted to be able to cry, and that was really wonderful to watch. Everyone go like, "Oh, I saw one person do it." Okay, we're all stepping up now.
3: Yeah, that was an amazing moment because that was when we were like, "Oh my God, we can take this show to the next level." Yeah, too. Like for us, I think it was like, "Oh my God, they can cry. We can, we yeah. can go so many places now." Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and
2: and and there is a <laughs> ten. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there's always, it's, you're always tentative when you're not working with actors. It, it can be a little daunting, but I think mostly because of their dance experience, they're so quick at picking stuff up. I mean, it's, and it is a shorthand now. They really, and, and in the beginning, during the Talking Heads Rachel would ask some questions and, you know, like, how do you feel about that? And they'd be like, I don't know. How do I feel about that? <laughs> and now it's like, oh, I know. And they'll talk for 10 minutes and it's it's really
4: wonderful. Yeah, it's sometimes too much. Rachel's <laughs> like, okay, now can you cut it down
1: a little bit? Or? What's the 12-word answer that? Yeah. yeah.
3: But they need that to find it, right? So. <clears throat> and.
1: Wow! Yeah. So I just I'm overwhelmed because I'm I'm also an editor. So I'm just I'm my heart is pounding for for your post production team because oh, they, there must be hours and hours of footage. Left.
2: The story um, editors are they are a godsend. They are really
3: one of our editors. So this is my uh, my husband posted on Facebook that I would be doing this this panel. And he goes, are you going to talk, and then my, the editor commented, are you going to talk about how the editors write your show too? Because <laughs> they really, really do. Yeah. I mean, they shape it so much. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Well, can you expand on that? Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, all right, they're going to be so happy. <laughs> I think because it's all improv too, and because there's only outlines, um, the scene doesn't necessarily have a... a a firm start point or a firm end point and a lot of times the actors take a while to get into the scene so sometimes there's a lot of like hey how's it going how's it going I'm good how are you how are you and to the you know directors are always like cut that crap just just get to it but um, so once it gets to post they kind of have to shape it and um and then we'll have hours and hours of talking heads and they they sift through all that and they're like okay this one is good and this one is good and oh this was interesting like we can maybe shape take the scene even to this place if we if we get more talking heads that you know um so they really help shape it and and then like in the pilot like there was so much footage and our editor came and said look if you get three more scenes i can make this two episodes and so it you know it really does get shaped there
2: And editing dance is not easy. It is a whole other beast. And so for them to be able to edit story and the dancing in every episode is like unbelievable talent because you're showing movement and then you're having to show dialogue in two very, very different editing ways. And it's... Absolutely. It's... They're like... They're almost magicians sometimes. You'll send them a bunch of stuff and you're like, how did you do that?
1: Well, I would like it if you could pass on my compliments to them because it really doesn't look like it's an edited show. I mean, you know, and so I'm I'm learning a lot today here too because the show very much looks like a documentary, and now to find out that it's actually very much cut like a documentary, uh, you know, I was it, it's pretty astounding, you know, yeah, yeah, and it does feel very real.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our and our editor, our head editor, our um, comes came from reality TV and really knew what that what the competition world looked like and how to make it look like uh, a assert- how to give it that aesthetic and that was really big as well to to get the talking heads right and get the tenses in the talking heads right, that is it past, are they speaking about what happened or are they speaking as it is happening now and that's that was like a big yeah. debate in the beginning trying to figure that out. Uh,
1: that's something I wondered about so how, if you don't mind me picking that apart, how did that how did you come to the conclusion? It's always present tense, I believe. Yeah. So wh- why did you make that decision?
3: Reality shows. Yeah. It's a, it's
1: a standard. So sticking with the, the, the established lexicon that audiences yeah. are used to. Oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: There's a really good example of this, actually. Um, in season two, uh, there's a... Um, Riley sends James on, like, a qu- a James on this quest for a four-leaf clover. And so James gets all these characters involved in finding a four-leaf clover. And he used to date this other girl, and she's the one who brings him the four-leaf clover. And it was intended as a, as a joke scene. I mean, it was supposed to be totally funny and silly. And... Uh, the actress just brought this weight to it and um, got emotional and it became this very nice like um, metaphor for moving on, mm-hmm. but it was not intended that way. It was totally no. a joke
2: and the actress is a comedic act. we like and yeah. we did not we knew she would play it funny, which is what she always does, and she made the decision and it and it changes on a dime mm-hmm. and that will happen because it's improv, we let them make choices, and sometimes we guide their choices but Sometimes the choices guide us.
3: Yeah, and and because of that, we went back and rewrote some stuff so she'd have kind of a through line. Her character would have a through line for that that scene. Yeah.
1: That must have been so exciting to have that unfold in front of you. Like totally was it? I exciting, wasn't there. No, I know. <laughs> I'm like I don't. I don't set.
2: remember any of it <laughs> at this point. It's all blurred together. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. It's all. It's the summer because it is. It's a. It's a day and a half an episode. And we'll block shoot, so we're doing... We're, we're all over the place. It's, mm-hmm. We're never knowing, and, and it, that's why... I mean, Rachel is, the, Rachel is the, like, one timeline person that knows everything, and we've done... We've, we've tried to... Frank and I will go in and be like, what if we do this, and we'll shoot we'll try and shoot a scene, and if Rachel comes in, she's like, they don't know that. These characters <laughs> don't know that information. They can't talk about it. We'll be like, oh, right, okay. So what, what characters do know that information? <laughs>
1: we're about to start wrapping up now but I'm curious Jordan uh, from your perspective like uh, keeping talk to us about the trust that you must have with the writers or the trust that you need in order to do your job would you talk about that?
4: Yeah absolutely you definitely need to um, have a lot of trust in them because a lot of the time the the actors get confused to where we are um, in in the season you're like oh wait but didn't that already happen? And then it's it's a bunch of wait no but then this and do I know no I don't know you know wait who knows you know it's it's a lot of that going on so um, there's lots of uh, trust and discussion going on as we're blocking again it's it's that's what happens the the meat in the blocking it's there's always things happening in the blocking and th- we just we really just kind of got to go with it.
1: You guys must all go home and then, like, fall asleep at the end of the day. Like, it sounds exhausting.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting, but... This is
2: the first, Gratifying this exhausting. Is the first yeah. year we've had a summer, because yeah. we usually film over the summer, and so you don't, and because it's like you go, you're there and it's dark, and you leave and it's dark, and there's no, even though the hours are longer, it doesn't seem to matter. You're just there all day, you're inside, so it's, uh it it becomes kind of like this very insular family Mm -hmm. that... I mean, all all sets become...
4: You feel like a bubble. Yeah, you
2: really feel like a bubble. And we've had, like, randomly fans will find the set and they'll just (laughs) wander onto it. Whoa! And we actually, last year, had to call the police because this family kept showing up and we'd ask them to leave... And we're like, we're trying to work. What people don't understand is like, it's not always fun on the set. It's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of waiting around and then doing stuff. And so people will walk around and we're like, who are you? And they were there for about half an hour because everyone just thought everyone else knew who they were. Well, they (laughs)
4: walked in. Yeah, Yeah. they walked in and I was the first person that they saw because I was standing at the door. I don't know. Um, (laughs) And they were like, ah, Giselle. And it was like, Hey. Yeah, hi, are you here with somebody, or do you do you need someone? What's uh, they're like? No, no, no. We're we're here. It's so nice to meet you. I was like, oh, okay. They're like, is Riley and James here? I was like, yeah, one sec. And then I went and got the AD, and I was just like, um, I don't. I don't know who that is, but maybe they're here to see somebody. Maybe there's a miscommunication, and it was like, nope, they're just fans, and they saw us filming on the street and decided to come in and say hello. And they walked, they
2: walked right onto set, like they had no qualms. They had no, like they've never. Yeah. They brought they brought
4: their cousins the next day. They brought
2: their cousins (laughs) the next day. We had to, we had unfortunately had to threaten to call the police because they wouldn't leave. And it was really,
4: it was very sweet. so sweet. And you
2: don't want, that's the thing, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to give them a bad impression, but.
1: So no geotagging Instagram on set. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I think that we've got to wrap. Do we have time for another question from the audience if there is one? Yes, we're shaking head. Anybody
2: have a question? No, come on. You got one for Jordan?
1: Do you dance? Yeah.
4: Where do you dance? <laughs> You're shy. She's going to be starting after. Hey. Ah, right on. Yeah. That's awesome. And do you do it competitively? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, keep working at it, girlfriend.
1: Um, we have these books right here. Would you guys talk to us about that? Uh, sorry, I'm really sorry. I have to cut you off. Oh, oh it's all right. Us Thank you for coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Never mind. Everyone. Thanks to the whole team from The Next Step: writer-producers Chloe Van Keeken and Rachel Schaefer, cast member Jordan Clark, who plays Giselle on the show, and moderator Jason Lever. We look forward to season four, which starts shooting soon. If you enjoyed the podcast, please sign into iTunes and leave a review. That helps us increase the profile of our WGC podcasts. You can also email us at writers at gmail.com. That's Raiders Talking TV, all one word, at gmail.com. The podcast is presented by the Raiders Guild of Canada. Our technical producer is Philip Vukovic. I'm Lee Robbins, Director of Communications for the Raiders Guild of Canada. Thanks for listening.